Hello, Wizards fans. It's been a long time since we left you on our last Off the Bench where we did a, a nice draft off the bench. It was really exciting. I hope you all enjoyed us picking our top five Wizards and Bullets players that were drafted by the Wizards and Bullets front office. But now we're going to talk this past offseason and, and the new players that are coming in. The it's one still big the off player. Season. It's not really the past off season. But I feel like, but I feel like it is the past. Like now we're looking for. We don't open the season for three months. I think it's still the off season. I've already planned the opening video. There's a sneak peek for you guys. So for me, it is the next season. But touche, still touche. haven't even taken my vacation yet. So uh, it's definitely still the off season. Okay, fine. It's still the off season. Jamoke Davis here with Jacob Raymond, Jeremy Hyman. And we're going to talk about all the new players that were signed. But we'll first start with the biggest one of all, uh, Bradley Beal, before we get to Summer League as well. Let's talk about Bradley Beal. Um, everyone's excited. He's locked up for another five years. There was no question that he was going to sign back with his team. Right, Jeremy? I don't think so. I think internally I think we always felt like Bradley was going to be a wizard for, you know, for a long time. And I think the only, the only thing that was really – hindering it or there was maybe some questions was just his health and that was his you know that's kind of been been the biggest knock on Bradley for his first four years has been his health but um you know going forward you know they feel comfortable with with where you know he feels comfortable with his you know his leg issues and you know he has a bunch of things that have kind of hampered him over the first couple of years of his career but as far as talent on the court I mean you're not going to find too many better shooting guards at that age with that kind of skill set that project to be you know we project him to be an all-star down the road which we've seen him play at that level for periods of time especially just, during the playoffs where it matters most exactly I mean that when you see what he's capable of doing and that's what you're you're paying someone for the future not really for what they've done and so that's where you know giving him you know a max deal and all that is I mean I think it's a a positive sign that he wanted to continue to play here that the team rewarded him with a nice contract like that and I think having him who complements John Wall so well in the backcourt that that has to be the biggest kind of um, like that's sort of what the Wizards really can hang their hat on is like their their driving force moving forward is having that backcourt um, to you know to build around and that's that's why I think it's exciting for the organization and exciting for Bradley and I'm really excited to see what he can do the next uh, five years here. Yeah, and as you mentioned, Jacob, not only did he average 16 points in the regular season, that bumped up to 21 in the playoffs. He and Magic Johnson are the only two players in NBA history to average at least 19 points, five rebounds, and 4.5 assists in multiple playoff appearances before the age of 22. Brad, there's been some controversy because some people said, you know, he's – they. They think that Wall and, and Beal, as Jeremy said, is the best backcourt in the NBA. Uh, if Beal Who's stays already, healthy I'm, I'm, with I'm, Wall. I, okay, I love Bradley Beal and John Wall. Love them. But who's arguing that they're the best backcourt in the NBA? Listen, there was a discussion, right? Ted's take came out, right, where he was talking about. I think this about, discussion is a little bit old. It's I, a, think, I, I think that they are two wonderful basketball players, and certainly in the discussion, in that next and tier. what I'm saying is, if this season, this is the season to prove Ted right, right? If Wall and Beal can play at both at an all-star level, they can definitely be in the conversation of saying it's one of the best. You've already courts. got 
you've already got another bat. I can't believe we're still having this discussion and that you've brought me up and that you've baited me into this. <laughs> but you've already I'll got take, you've already got a bat court in the league that features the MVP and another perennial All Star. I'm I'm not. No, we're moving on. Not doing it. I think. Well, I think we could if they play at their potential. We could start at least having the conversation of you know being one of the best backcourts in the court. I don't. Doesn't matter who's you know if you want to rank them all or put put people in an order. But basically, you don't have to be you know the best backcourt. You just be in the conversation of one of the best best backcourts in the league. And I think I think it's fair to say that they're certainly right now in that conversation of being one of the top you know top whatever five backcourts in the league but but the whole point of just being being that's sort of where this team I mean they're going to be the two best players on the team they're going to be the two max the max players they're the leaders of this team they're still very young and that's you know that's something that's probably a positive for the Wizards that they have such a young great nucleus to build around moving forward but um, but yeah I think I think what you have out in Golden State I think they can probably claim that that uh, title for now, but but let's see what happens in the next three, four years down the road. Come on, Jacob. I'm I'm very excited to see what they can do, and I think having both them locked up is incredible for this franchise. They're both wonderful players. Okay, okay. I just I can't I can't wait to see what Beal can do over an 82 game season when he stays healthy. Okay, and speaking of an 82 game season, seeing what he can do. Kelly Oubre, it was his team in the summer league. I, I, I really liked the way that he played. He tried to mature, didn't shoot well from three, but still showed that he's progressing. So, look, the, the bottom line is is that Kelly Oubre is never going to be a guy in this league where it's his team. I don't, I don't think, at least unless he takes some massive leaps forward, but he is a guy that's going to be, you know, third, fourth scorer, needs to knock down open shots, but here he had the ball in his hands so much more than he will playing on this team. And so he was playing a much different role than he's going to play for the Wizards. And so I, I think that just um, seeing the confidence we saw to him, seeing him get to the hole, seeing him draw fouls, seeing him play good defense, all those things are quality. I'm not really concerned about the shooting. He's going to get way more open looks than that during the season. He had a man in his face almost the whole time because he was the guy and he was facing – each team's best defender every night and some every day in summer league. Right. Um, so that wasn't the role he's going to play. I, but we just we just saw a lot of good things from him, and I'm I'm really excited to see what uh, what he's going to bring to the table this year. Yeah, I th- I think that's a fair point, Jacob. May that it is a very different role he's going to be uh, play for the Wizards than he's going to play on the summer league team. But that's that's why summer league is so is great because you get to see a guy like Kelly Oubre who's not going to be the number one option on the Wizards but to see what he can do when he is the one option and you know we've seen he's he has the ability to get to the lane and that's something he knows that's you know he calls that his bread and butter which he'll say a lot and he told us that out there but when I had a chance to talk to him after the our final game right before the team left um, he told me like you know he he wasn't thrilled with how he played out there but he said you know he kind of said I had to not that I had to but he wanted to kind of take he wanted to show you know to take some perimeter shots that maybe he wouldn't have taken in a real game or you know maybe it 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 didn't necessarily flow with the offense but he really wanted to you know that's something he's been working on so he said he might have forced a couple you know jumpers from the outside maybe a couple threes that 
in a real game he might have tried to take it to the hole but because it's a summer league and because they're you know it's it's a learning period he wanted to try to take those shots just to you know for the repetition for the practice but I think he still played well. He was named, I believe, second second all, team all summer league. All summer league. He, he, I thought, he, I thought he showed a lot of parts of his game that that have improved. His confidence and his leadership was something that really showed a difference between his first year and his second year. Was just how vocal he was, and you know, he he really wanted to like take take the team under his wing. And at twenty years old, it's you know that's a good sign. He just he just looked comfortable out there. He looked quick. He looked good. I was, I was, I was happy with what I saw from Kelly at summer league. I imagine Jacob, you were happy from what you saw out of Jeremy Hyman, who found a way to cover the Wizards and burn the midnight oil in Vegas, your favorite city. How was it for you, Jeremy Hyman, in Vegas? It's that's always a challenge, Jamoka. You got to mix. You know, don't don't mix the work and play too much. But no, we we handled the schedule like we always always are able to somehow. Uh, mixing in you know there's some off time you get to take in this great city of Las Vegas and but uh, you, you know I made it made it every alarm made it to every game didn't miss any um, and you know the team the team played well I thought the team got a lot better out there as well um, you know besides Kelly Uber I don't know if are we going to get into some of the other players out there what's yeah we are we are so we signed several free agents to the Wizards roster. Are you, are you talking about summer league guys, Jeremy? Or are you talking about the? No, we're talking about the actual free agents now. As we move on from summer league, or are you talking about the summer league guys we signed? Yeah, I guess we had a lot of free agents we signed, and there was a lot of summer league kind of action out there that guys who are probably going to be invited to training camp. But either either way, Jamoka, you you lead our ship, and we'll go there. <laughs> well, I do think uh, as he wears a shirt, WW, but it's Jarrell Eddie's face for WWJD um, I think that he played well yes I agree that it is a welcome sign to see some of the other guys step out because step up excuse me because realistically when you went out there I feel like as a general fan it was just it's just Kelly Oubre and that's it and they played very well against the other opponents out there yeah, well, that's what I was getting into is that this summer league, because of the roster situation, there was a chance for a lot of other players to – I mean, every year there's a chance for them to show off for the whole league, but this year they were really showing off for the Wizards because there's going to probably be a few roster spots open, at least one. What do, what do we have – what are we at right now? Twelve? Uh, I believe it's – 13. 13 maybe guaranteed um there's a there's a couple reports out there about who's you know there's some partially guaranteed deals and guys entering training camp but um but anyway there's there's going to be spots open for the wizards when training camp opens and that's why some of these guys that are going to be you know that played well out there Jarrell eddie who we saw last year played i thought very well showed, such a quick release yes yeah, so showed some and he got he showed some parts of his game that we didn't see as much, you know, he's just thought of as a shooter in the NBA. But again, at the summer league, he has a chance to put the ball on the floor, get to the lane, defend, rebound, show some other parts of his game that I thought he played really well. And I thought he had some great finishes around the rim that we don't see often from him. Plus you know. showed some uh, some clutchness with the huge. Yeah, hit some the, big shots with the game winner. Right. Some big time plays from Jarrell. Yeah, that was great. Great defense. But um, 
Yeah, and, and some of the other guys I know, Daniel House played really well out there. He could be a guy that's here in training camp. Sh- uh, McClellan. Uh, McClellan could be a guy. Michael Eric was a guy that I thought early in the first couple of games played really well. But th- the team got so much better as they went along um, that it was that was one of the positives I like to see. You know, the coaching staff was really happy with that, and they, you know, Kelly kind of led the way, and a lot of the guys really, really, as the week went on, played played really well so it was disappointing to see them not make it to the finals uh, I really was hoping they at least make it to the finals game they lost in the semifinal to the Chicago Bulls right it's been so long ago right quarterfinals to Chicago I quarterfinals sem- to quarterfinals Chicago, Chicago. Um, so then we look forward to the free agent signings that were going on we missed out on one big one that everybody hoped would come here um, but we did sign some other players that can help the team. Uh, we re-signed Marcus Thornton. We signed Tomas Sadoransky, who was actually drafted by the Wizards some years back. Uh, Trey Burke from the Utah Jazz. That was a trade. Was a, was a trade? Not a free agent acquisition. Who are you talking about? Trey Burke was a trade. Oh, I did, no, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. Um, Jason Smith signed as a free agent. Uh, Jan Mahinmi, which I'd like to – think of I always want to say Ian because that's what I feel like when I see his name I say it all the time and well, Andrew not, Nicholson is a free agent let's not call him Ian well I'm not going to call him Ian but I feel like Jan the only Jan I know is Jan Vesely who was drafted number six by the Washington Wizards yeah. so whenever I see I just can't help it just can't help it okay but those are the guys that were signed Jacob what are your thoughts on the guys that they brought in you want me to like sum up all like six guys in one? Well, like, let's start sentence. with Trey Burke, who will have a, a a big role backing up John Wall. So I think Burke's going to play some one and two this year, Can mix and match with Sadoransky in the backcourt. But I think I think Trey Burke has a lot to prove this year. Um, he's shown flashes in the NBA for sure um, in Utah, but has not put it all together and ha- and really struggled last season. And so. I think this is a guy that's going to come out here with a chip on his shoulder. I mean, the Jazz traded him away for very little, um, a first, a second-round pick in about five years. And so I think this is a guy with a big chip on his shoulder. He's He, he can shoot the rock. I mean – Yeah, I think that's where – that's his biggest strength is going to be coming in off the bench and being a guy that can play behind John and be a perimeter shooter and play with John as well to be a guy that's, you can play yeah. around, the, around the three-point line. Um, he can play with both BLN with John right, or with Sato. Right, really mix and match. You can really yeah. mix and match Sato and Burke at the one and the two. Yeah, I like. Th- I think a lot of the guys they got are vers. You know, versatility is one of their biggest biggest strengths next year because Sadoransky the same thing. You play him at either guard spot. You can probably play him at the three yeah, in a small lineup. Uh, really, uh, numbers are you throw the numbers out now with the right. way guys play today. It's really just like well, who can you defend, not really what do you play. If you can defend the other team's tech, like their three, then you could be the three. I mean, you could. You saw last year how much the Wizards played with this three-guard lineup, and it doesn't really matter what number you call them. But, um, but uh, yeah, Burke probably needed a, a change of scenery out of Utah. I think he was frustrated last season as a bench guy who, after being a starter early in his career. I was a huge Burke fan. You know I'm a Michigan. big Michigan guy. So <laughs> watching him lead the team to the championship game and unfortunately lost in the finals to Louisville. But but uh, he had a great tournament. He was a great college player. Great good, college player. Had a good rookie year, and he's um, 
you know, his, some of his numbers have dropped off a bit, but I still think he could be a really good NBA bench guy, especially here in, in Washington. I think this is going to be a good fit for him. That was one of the si- uh, trades that uh, went down during the free agency period So um, that I was really happy about, and I think that's going to be a guy that fans are going to like. And we can move next to Marcus Thornton. In, uh, he led the team in scoring twice, proven veteran, you know, instant offense off the bench. Um, and I think especially when you think about some of the guys that we didn't resign that were on the team last year, Marcus Thornton can kind of fill that spot for the Wizards when, when they need that extra second unit to come in. Yeah, Marcus. He's just a guy that gets buckets. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what Marcus has been for his career. And, that, and the Wizards brought him in late last season to be that, to come in, give you some offense. And you get him on the cheap for this year. They brought him back. Um one of the only players that that is coming back from uh, for that. It's it's crazy. I think that there are just going to be. It's just five guys that opened the season with us last season are still with us. Yeah, so it's a completely different team. The roster is completely turned over, and the reserves. I mean, the starting unit's going to look. Very Thornton similar. and Ubre are the only guys in the second unit that are coming back. Yeah. So, but um, Ubre wasn't even really in the second unit. He was. Yeah, but um, but yeah, but Thornton Thornton's a guy. You know, you, a good guy to have, a good guy to have on the team, because you know sometimes you, you if the shots aren't falling. You throw a guy like that in the off the bench, and you know you get 10, 12 quick points off the bench. I, I think Thornton's. I think Thornton is the type of guy for us who, depending on the matchup, depending on the game, you know, he could play 20 minutes and score 15 points, and then not get in the ball game the next night. And you know, he's the type of guy. He's veteran in this league. He'll stay ready and be able to get buckets when his name is called upon. Uh, you have Jan Mahimi as a backup for Marching Gortat. He's a defender, can rebound, rim I mean, protector. Used, we need you used, that. You used the word backup, but this is a guy that I think is probably going to play close to 30 minutes a night for us. Yeah. Um, he started every game last year for a good Indiana team. Um, you know, he, f- he finishes the rim. He's a good rim protector. He's something. He's he's really so, he's really something that we did not have on this roster. He's agile. He can get out to the perimeter and still defend. Not only is he a backup for Marching, but he he can play next to Marching too. Well, that's I what think. that's what I'm I'm most curious about with what the Wizards offseason moves is how is it going to look who's going to play with who and how's it all going to fit in terms of rotation and I like having a lot of depth and versatility and I think they have that but you know you see the deal that they signed Mahimi to and you know you already have Gortat at the 5 um can Mahimi and Gortat play a lot of minutes t- together I don't know. Like that's why that's what I he's, really want to well, see. Well, he's really different than Nene, and yeah, I think that um, you know when Nene and Gortat played together, it didn't always work out. But I think that Mahimi is a little more versatile than Nene was. Nene might be like better strictly in the blocks and more physical, but Mahimi is going to protect the rim, and he can also he can also get out of the out of the paint as well. Yeah, that's well. That's it's rare to see a team play with two. You know, Gortat. I'd still consider it. He's a true center. I mean, I don't know if you call him a rim protector, but I mean, he blocks shots and he can. To see, you know, you think back to like when the Spurs played with Robinson and Duncan way back. To have two big guys like that, obviously a different situation. And um, but I'm just thinking of like you heard it here, hot take, Jeremy Hyman comparing (laughs) Mahimi and Gortat to Robinson and Duncan. That's 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 tough to put on Mahimi and Gortat. other examples of I'm just thinking of like two we're just going to rename this show Jeremy's hot takes two big guys I mean Duncan's a power forward a true power forward I'm just thinking of two something guys like that are something close like to last year or the 
when the Kings would play Cousins and um, Cauley Stein together, or yeah. the the uh, Pelicans yeah. playing and Oshik and Davis together. Right. Maybe that's a better one. The Oshik Davis. If it's, you know who's going to be the the power, you know who's going to cover the other teams for. But again, with teams stretching the floor a lot, playing smaller lineups. You know, that's that's what more where I'm curious to see if they're I mean, really going to play all, a lot it's, together. It's all matchups, and I think that there are definitely going to be nights where you can't play those two guys together. Like, um, you know, if you play Golden State, I think that that's a that, – I mean, they're a matchup nightmare for anybody, obviously, but I think that um, Mahin, me, or Gorton on Draymond is tough. But, you know, there are definitely teams where if they go too big um, – and also you can use them to exploit matchups. I mean, playing both of them is, is, is going to be tough if another team plays an undersized four. So, and, I mean, and and so then you add to that equation, Jason Smith. Where will minutes be for him, either at the traditional four or five? Well, what's what's interesting to me is that, um, uh, so Scott Skiles last year in Orlando, he he played. He had some he had some odd rotational choices, especially on a team that was was not going anywhere. I mean, they were really never in the playoff mix last season. Well, and they he, were good early. I thought they got made a run. Or early on, I thought they were in it. At least might have been they, in they, it for they, the first twenty games, but by the end of the season, by March, yeah. they were not. Right, and yeah. he elected. Skiles elected to play Jason Smith over, um, Andrew Nicholson. Yeah, Andrew Nicholson signs away, gets away from Jason Smith, and then all of a sudden he's back playing with Jason Smith again. But right. I think I think those two guys, um, depending on matchups, are gonna are gonna be the they're the fourth and the fifth big, obviously, and depending on what you want on any given night. I think that um, Andrew Nicholson is a really intriguing guy. Well, yeah, that's why I was going to group them together, the Smith-Nicholson, because it is inter- that's a part of adding Mahinmi and adding both of them. That's also, you know, you all in August when you sit here and look at everything on paper, you assume everyone's healthy every game. It never works out like that. So no, you, of so course. So sometimes we get caught up in, like, sitting here thinking – well, we have all these big guys. How are they well, all going to play? Mean, we don't want to assume. It, we don't want to assume injuries no, and pick out which guy's going to get hurt. You, no, I don't want to sit here and specify who's going to get hurt. But you just look at the reality of there are guy, ninety-six minutes for two spots essentially, right? And that doesn't even include, and that doesn't even include lineups where only one of those guys plays. Yeah, and you right. see like Porter and Ubre right, in the lineup exactly. together. Well, that that's that's what, part of the point is like. The team, you know, last year was it was all about that playing that small ball lineup, and you know a lot of the leagues going that way. And now here we have a bunch of bigs coming in. You know, Nicholson can stretch the floor for sure. Jason Smith has a nice mid range game, um, but ha- I just am curious to see how how's it all going to work. How are the rotations going to fit in? But then you know when guys do go down, or not everyone's going to play eighty two games. So guys get out, get injured. You know, there's going to be a lot of depth it's, on the front it's line. It's a deep. It's a deep front court. We and we haven't even mentioned Morris during this conversation, who I think we're all expecting really big things from in his first full season. Yeah, and you and you expect you expect Morris to be a twenty-eight minute to thirty-two minute a guy a night, and so it's going to be interesting to see how how these guys all get their minutes or who doesn't get their minutes. But it's going to create for really good training camp battles. It's going to create for, um, you know, you know Scott Brooks is going to you know be able to mix and match depending on matchups and. And also be able to play the hot hand. 
and talking about that small ball life, as you called him, Saddle, where do you think he's going to fit in? He was picked number 32 overall in the 2000 NBA draft. Uh, they say he has a high basketball IQ. He can distribute the ball, but he can score. Combo guard, tall, long. Who's they? The talking points say it. You know, the people that are – the, the reviews just, just give you a hard about time. Tomas. Because okay. I don't know much about Tomas. He came here. He showed up once for oh, – remember training work? camp? Was yep. that two, three years ago with Played Jan? summer league once. Yes, and then we thought, okay, maybe he's going to come here, and he didn't, and he stayed overseas, uh, had some success overseas, averaged 10 point, not, seven I, points not, per game. I don't but, think that's fair. I think he had a lot of success overseas. Yeah, because yeah. I, playing, for, playing for a team like Barcelona – they, they, these the European teams don't like to play their young kids the same way that NBA teams like to throw them into a fire into the fire. So for a guy like Sato to have gotten minutes and produced for one of the very best teams in all of Europe, I think it's very impressive. I'm calling this guy the X factor for the coming season. Yeah, I think that fair. if he is, uh, you you look at what he's done in Europe, and he's a huge point guard. He shoots the ball and and you know exceptionally well out there and there's it seems to me there's very little that he can't do and so i mean obviously i have only seen you know a lot of youtube highlights i didn't catch too many of barcelona's games last year um yeah and by that i mean i caught zero (laughs) um but uh, yeah to me if if this guy is you hope he is he is he's the x factor for the coming season and he's going to play a ton of minutes he could, and that's why I think he, they were waiting for him to develop overseas. Because you know we drafted him the same year as Beal, and we just you know were watching him develop overseas, and he he did have a lot of success. You know they don't, um, you know they s- share the ball a lot more, and as a point guard, he, you know I think he averaged what was it ten ten something points a game, but he played really well for them in the playoffs. Shot the ball really well for them this past in this past playoffs from three point range. I know he was shooting it over fifty percent in those games um and i think his sh- his shot has come along i think that's probably going to be the biggest if with him is how well is he going to be able to shoot it in the nba and get his open shots but um you know again they have trey burke they have if they have sadaransky off the bench both guys can handle the ball that's a huge plus for the wizards to have a couple of ball handlers like that and i think at his behind size, a pretty good ball handler yeah behind a pretty good pretty good one they'll go up against in practice but if they have, um, you know, if they have Sadaransky, I think he's a guy that he's athletic, and I mean, we all, we see a lot of his YouTube like dunks and his some of his crazy stuff, but he's he's a guy that brings a lot of energy, and that's one thing I've read. No matter what I've read about him, is that he just brings a lot of energy to the court, and that's something that I think will kind of you know get the fans hyped. I think that he'll be a big fan favorite. Um, you know, being that kind of guy, I just hope it translates over to the NBA because sometimes you never know. Yeah, we've seen it not always work that way here in in DC. But I think I I, I got to see him live in summer league 2012, and I, that's all I've ever got to see him play live. And I was I was impressed with him out there, and just the little bits that we got to see. Only he didn't play a ton, but we got to see some of those, you know, those athletic dunks and kind of, you know being able to see above the defense type things, handling the ball and some of those passes that he would make that that I think he's really going to fit in well. I think he's going to have a good NBA NBA game. And I think Jacob's right. X factor would be a good way because we don't know really what we're getting in set. All right, so I think we did a good job of summing up the free agency period, 
trades, summer league for our off the bench fans. Our next episode, uh, what are we going to talk about, Jacob? I think schedules next. Schedules next. Yeah. Jeremy, anything else you want to add to that? What we should talk about next episode? I think we've got yeah. We'll have the regular season, the preseason, and then training camp's going to be here soon enough. We'll have to do a little training camp preview and then a season preview. Uh, It's not that far off. And then all of a sudden, we're talking. Regular season ball games in yeah. three short months. Yeah, it's only only a couple of weeks, really a couple a couple of months till we're we're back at it. So, yeah, I've already for all of you fans that are going to come to the game, I, we've already come up with some ideas for the opening video. So I'm really excited about it. But how about vacation? We know the players are going on vacation. We're going to watch the Olympics, huh? Watch Olympic basketball. Wish that Beal or Wall could have been on that team, but we understand why Wall wasn't, and Beal elected to focus on this season uh, vacation plans for you jacob um going out to california uh, in a couple of weeks i'm going, going to back to cali dun dun gonna go, dun. Spend some, gonna go spend some time in northern california okay hit up yosemite do some wine country some redwoods and for all of you wizards fans out there let's do a hashtag rain wedding right no, please do not congratulations to jacob rain he is now engaged to be married uh, tell us a little bit about how your engagement went. Um, I got engaged. <laughs> She's a very nice Come on, man. Jacob. I don't I t- Yeah, I, I forgot. Don't. Did we get – how did the story go? How did the uh, – oh, Come on. How did the come ring – Come the on, ring, guys. How did you present the ring? Uh, um, is, uh, come on, guys. I, I, uh, I took her on a hike in uh, – we went away for a long weekend to Vermont. I took her on a hike. I did it. It was very picturesque. Uh, wow, what she a said, what a romantic. She said she said yes against all odds. Wow. There yeah. we go. And, and and what about you, Jeremy? No engagements here, so I still have the Wizards as my loan my loan uh <laughs> oh my god, accompanied <laughs> partner. Yeah, my my partner is still the Wizards. Um so I'll still be in it next season. Um, no vacations. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be out a lot of August because uh, August is kind of the dead time in the NBA. So I'll be out uh, North Carolina, um, Aruba, have a wedding in Aruba, and Sweet. Uh, Cape Cod, back home to Boston, and that's probably probably will wrap it up. Okay, so that wraps it up for off the bench. I'm gonna be in Pittsburgh, and then I'll probably oh hit the man. beach at some point. Pittsburgh. Yeah, my wife's from there, so uh, I always no, have to kidding. go back home. I just associated with the Penguins. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> it's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Well, I actually really like Pittsburgh. PNC Park is one of the best beautiful. ballparks in Major yeah, League Baseball. It really is. It really is. Um, so we'll have some fun when we go back there. Hope you all out there are enjoying your summer and you enjoy this episode of Off the Bench. For Jacob Raymond, Jeremy Hyman, I'm Jaboke Davis. We'll see you next time as we are Off the Bench. <laughs>